welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. We are a Woos Media Podcast brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. I am Jared All, joined as always by Connor Holzkamp. Hello, hello. And Nick Sopris on the ones and twos. Good morning. The ones and twos. Good morning. He flips that hat backwards and it's just like he's business now. Um, he's so business right You know. Now. Is that just, party in the front, business in the back? Is that where you go? No. Mm. No. Okay. Although you would rock a mullet. You think so? That's oh, nice, Jared. Thank yeah. you. Do you have any curl to your hair when no, it gets long? No, dead straight, unfortunately. I know. I have to tell the barber, hey, it grows out straight. Yeah, you can perm it. it out. You can get it perm. I, I think Nick with the mullet and a mustache and the aviators. That would be your I look. I would like that. that yeah. I think that's your look. That's your soul that's my animal. Look? Yeah. yeah, that's your spirit animal right there. Okay. All mm-hmm. these years. Perfect. Well, I know you guys You guys all grew up suburbs, right? You guys are all local, homegrown. Is that is that right? Am I, I know Connor. Yep, yeah, more or less. About okay. an hour out northeast, but yeah. By myself as well. I, I grew up in Littleton. I got a chance this last week to do a little bit of small town living, okay? I spent a few days in a little town in Ohio called Madison, okay? Right on the, the coast of uh, Lake Erie. A uh, little teeny tiny town, guys. I think I might be built for small town living. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean... Within this town, and I couldn't tell you the population or how big it is, all I know is there is not one chain restaurant in this town at all. That sounds awful. Not one McDonald's, not one Starbucks. Everything's mom and pop. Love it. This is great. Why were you out there? Uh, Yeah, it's some personal stuff. It was not a positive thing. Yeah, Ohio. Madison, Ohio. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, some person. It wasn't a fun thing. It was. It was a funeral. I was out mm. there for. What would but, you guess the population is? Uh, I have it right here. Sh- I don't know. Ten thousand. Three thousand four hundred twenty. Oh. So even smaller than I thought. But you know the best part is sitting down at the bar, order a beer. Four dollars. Three dollars, yep. dude. Three dollars. Even ordering Maker's Mark, some decent. I mean, not a high end whiskey, but a decent whiskey. Five dollars. Sounds nice. I know it was wonderful. You could spend the whole night drinking. It's like how many did you have? A lot, a lot. Yeah, but when you get the bill at the end of the night, it's like fourteen Bud Lights, thirty nine dollars. It's awesome, man. This is awesome. You know, so I think I be forty two. But you see, have you ever have you ever spent some time in a small town? Some discounts after after about the tenth one, they they start discounting that. Have you ever spent like extended time in a small town? Rule like Uh, like extended meaning like more than like a couple weeks or no like, certainly no no. Uh, no more than a week i've never spent more than a week uh, i had some family that lives in a little See, town in kansas so, as well. so i went to college in a really small town for one year and i will say the one aspect that is so much that just is so similar with all these small towns it kind of has that like high school culture vibe yes. going because everyone knows everybody so as soon as something happens to one person then like nancy tells jeffrey tells chad and before you know it the whole town knows everything about everyone and it's it's kind of clicky and well uh, and, and it's interesting it's an interesting life okay yeah and it certainly it's like going in a time machine back like 50 years and it's just this weird like lack of technology within yeah but hey, and it, stuff, some but people love it so i did man i think i could, could really be. get could used to that see you thought is is everything's expensive in colorado i own a house here you sell the house here you buy a, a little house but out there then you like have to a like fraction farm of the price and i don't you don't work hard enough for i that. don't think i even have to work <laughs> i think i could just retire there at my this is where i'm at so think about it guys think about it small towns are the way to go especially when you start to look at like how expensive things are in colorado and things are just getting more and more expensive in colorado 
looking at ticket prices for Avalanche games. Oh, he's angry. Yeah. I was trying to get tickets for an Avs game. You know, my wife's a big, well, let's let's backpedal. She's not a big Avalanche fan. She likes to go to the games. (laughs) She really enjoys going to the games. But I was looking at tickets. The cheapest ticket to get in the door at, at the Avs game this weekend, $75. And it's, it's crazy to me when, you know, you look at the Nuggets games, which are a lot more expensive than they used to be. They used to be, you know, you could get in for 10 bucks. Cheapest ticket I saw for a Nuggets game, $36. But to see the Avs 75 versus Nuggets at 35 So my first question is, is are the Avs charging too much? Or maybe on the flip side of it, because let's, let's be honest, Avalanche games are usually pretty packed. Are the Nuggets, should the Nuggets be charging more money? For these tickets, I well, mean, they're like the one of the top two, three teams in so the NBA. You're looking at, uh, of course, resale market, yes, right? Yes, yes. I mean, just to be, I mean, I guess just to be accurate, right? Like, none of these prices are reflective of the minimum face value ticket for these events. Correct. Uh, and and they fluctuate a lot for the Nuggets, man. If you you look at Nuggets tickets, like a lot, no, yeah, not because if you want to go to like uh you know seventy uh, sixers Nuggets game or something, like you're looking at more towards that seventy eighty. Okay, yeah, I mean it just kind of depends on the game. Midweek is l- is less expensive, right? Uh, but yeah, I'd, no, they should not charge more. Everyone <laughs> should charge less. Everyone should let <laughs> does, me go to the games for free. Does that play a big factor? I bet you, you do guys? feel that way. <laughs> I know you guys. I know soaps. You go to a lot of games. I go to a lot of games. Yeah. Does do you even look at the price, or is it just you want to go to the game? You're going to the game. Nick's got a good hookup for some some good seats. Yeah, so. I don't know. I I don't I don't really mind. I I see what you're saying about how they were eight bucks. They freaking sucked. They were awful when when the, and same with the Avalanche too. I think tickets were like 30, 40, 50 bucks when they were awful. So I don't know. Basic basic market stuff, right? Like the uh, Avalanche games are packed, and now it's pretty hard to get a Nuggets ticket. Whereas even last year, you could get a ticket for 15, 20, 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is if hopefully it snows well i think the the nuggets are away next couple games but uh when it snows like really like a lot like six to 12 inches in town ticket prices drop so i like to get really nice seats for those games yeah so i got same day purchase yeah so i got wizards tickets for like 70 bucks four rows up and it had absolutely just crushed snow it was a fun game why are why are avs games so much more expensive what about an avalanche game more fun Really? I find them to be the most fun. Uh, a live so? a live hockey game is the best thing yeah. ever. I disagree. I, I actually strongly disagree. I uh, love I love a live hockey game, but you're going to get what? 5 6 goals max between the two teams. Whereas basketball, that's what's fun about basketball is there's constant action all the time. The techno music at Ball Arena is out of control. I'm just going to say it. They they blast the techno music so crap. You know, I'm just trying to enjoy my hot dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, some of us may like that. I mean, hey, kids, uh, you, you like know? pause? I don't know what pause is. A pause is like the resident DJ. Oh, pause. Pause. Yeah, yes. P A W like yes. S or Z. It's got to be a Z. It's definitely It feels like a it's a Z. Z. So, I don't he's I don't missing know. out on an opportunity if he's going yeah. with the Ness, man. I mean, come on. Hey, he's uh, he's a respected DJ in the NBA. Is he? He is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to the Suns Nuggets game for Christmas, and you talk. I mean, I was at a concert. I'm like, oh my god, I'm old enough now. I wanted some uh, ear ear protectors. What do you call them? Uh, 
earplugs earplugs thank you really <laughs> yeah it was crazy this is where you're at now huh? this is where i'm at so oh well yeah don't ever go to a, a show at at ball arena by the way they're, no? they're awful it's awful okay. well because either you spend like 200 300 bucks to get a, a, a seat on the floor which is good i have seen i've been on the floor for some shows and that's a lot of fun but that's really expensive to get a seat you're standing the whole time you basically can't go use the bathroom because you do not you're not getting your uh, spot like, a, back. like a new year's in Times square situation yeah mm. exactly but then if you get anywhere away from the stage on into the seats the echo and it just it's terrible it's not, you just find yourself ending up watching the screens that, that's what you end up doing it's like why are you paying money for a concert to just look up at the screen my favorite thing at the uh, games and not the concerts but the games is the lion king when they do like their little intermission thing and and the parents hold their baby up on pride rock so they'll have like a picture of pride rock and then you have to present your baby do you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah yeah. that's the best it's my favorite one you know, for a guy without kids, you, you're you're certainly into the, the activity. Well, they're not kids. they're not my kids. I give them. Oh, like I, I went I went to a game back with the old Rocky. It, this is a while ago. I think Gross. I was in high school or so. Um, and uh, actually, it was when George Carl was coaching the Nuggets, and Rocky was holding some person's baby that was sitting kind of behind the Nuggets bench. Mm-hmm. And Rocky just goes and hands the baby to George Carl and then leaves. And I, I kid you not, George Carl was coaching for like a minute or two with the baby in his hands. Oh, yeah. It feels like <laughs> these things have to be staged, right? When right. he does it, like, yeah, you, you can't just take someone's off baby, you would right? Be if somebody just snatched your baby. I don't care if it's Rocky. I don't know, though. Rocky was savage, man. He would he would go and put pies in people's faces from the other team, and I don't know if it's staged or not. It doesn't look staged. You know how upset Old Rocky is. <laughs> the OG Rocky. It's his son now, I think. Yeah. Oh, it, really? I believe. Is it really? I could be wrong, but I think, I think this I one is. I hope you're wrong. Seems like he's, one of those things that would run in the family. He's definitely just as good as at the uh, half court back, sh- the half court shot behind the back. Yeah, you think so, so? Not very good. Oh, he's amazing. You've never seen. He makes it like yeah. all the time. I'll bet any amount I'm of money that he makes that half court I would shot. We did when we were at the game, and you lost. Yeah, one game. Uh, all right. right. Well, speaking of those Nuggets, they were in the All Star Game this weekend, and uh, Nikola Jokic, after being passed over and was the last pick in uh, the 2022 draft selection, whatever for the, the All Star Game, uh, he made sure he made damn sure he wasn't going to be the last one drafted. I'm sure you guys <laughs> saw this, where it was down to, to him and one other guy. I forget Lower who it was. Yeah, and he just stood up and just decided he was going over to LeBron's team. Yeah. Did you see the? Uh that was hilarious, but uh, according to him and Michael Malone, he felt bad because he didn't realize that he says that he did not realize that Laurie Markkinen was there still. He thought he was the last pick, so he kind of just stood up like, "Yeah, it's you and me, buddy." To LeBron, and then he realized Laurie. So if you, I don't know how you missed the giant seven footer on stage with you. So personally, I mean, conspiracy. Well, when music, you're seven maybe. foot, it's just actually like it's like seeing uh, just another normal so, person. So there. if you if you listen to him and Mike Malone, he says that he did not mean to do that. So it's not quite the narrative that people push with it. Wow, but. so much drama in the NBA right now. This I is know. crazy. How will we and, recover? Uh, you know, know, it's it's funny because I know you joke at it, but the reality is, is within the media, it has become a bit of a drama scene in this whole thing. And I, I have to say, I do think there is something to the fact that two years in a row, the two-time reigning MVP is essentially picked last. And, and, and the, like, 
I, I, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? Do you agree that there's something to that? I'm not saying it's, it's something to that meaning like what? The players are disrespecting him? Possibly. Yeah. I, no, absolutely no. not. You no. don't think that at all? Not why, even. Not why? even like why? A, why is he the last uh, one? Okay. So. Because he's really boring to he, play with. He is like the worst all-star game player ever. Yeah. And everyone knows it. He's going to shoot like twice. He's going to. I mean, he's not the type of player. But if you're LeBron James, don't you want a guy passing the ball no. to you all game? Not when they score as 180 no. to 175. You're, you're try, if, if they. <laughs> No, you want the guy that's going to shoot threes and score 55 points like Jason Tatum. I mean, uh, you're, Luka and, and Jokic are just not good all-star players. I, they're, they're really bad. And then this particular draft, okay, he took Joel Embiid first, which right. so I'm not going to sit here and evaluate LeBron's yeah. drafting You're, you're not going to go Skip Bayless uh, on me and tell no, me that but obviously this, Joel Embiid is, is definitely a little Skip Bayless. So what happens sure. is he, gets, he picks a center, right? So Giannis isn't going to go pick a center because Giannis feels like, oh, well, I'm going to get the other center. I don't, I don't need to go out there. It's like when you're drafting, right? And someone in front of you, everyone in front of you in the fantasy football draft has drafted a quarterback. You don't need then in that round to go draft a quarterback or whatever. You know what I mean? I, like, no, I get what you're saying. It's like the same idea. So he picked Joel Embiid. There's no reason to pick Jokic, who also happens to be one of the worst all-star uh, I have players. A ser- I have a serious question. This is really like a borderline big deal on social media. It, it, oh yeah! Are you kidding me? Ah, uh, uh, some of the national yeah. media. I mean, we're serious. The, this is like there, seriously a thing. There is actually uh, members of the media who are literally using this as a this. You're telling me that Nikola Jokic is the best player, and I'll be honest, I didn't, even watch, I didn't even watch the game. That was terrible. Was terrible. I don't. I don't ever um, watch the All Star game. But listen, that, that, I, it's, I, it's I got hard something. To watch. I got something a little more substantial for you here, Jared. Okay. okay? This cannot be a slight from the players. Because when you look at the player votes, right, you get the starters in the All-Star game based off the fan and the media, but then the players, um, coaches, they get to vote, right? And Nikola Jokic got the most votes out of any player in the Western Conference. It was 220 for Nikola Jokic, 193 for LeBron James, 80 for Zion Williamson, and then it goes down from there. So... No, no. This okay, is so a just, to, just to be thing. clear, I mean, just to be clear, I am not on the Skip Bayless take where it's like this match. This, in all no, reality, doesn't zero. matter. No, but to me, no. it's significant that like. Okay, are you, so are you telling me that LeBron James cares so much about winning an All-Star game that means absolutely nothing that he's going to pass on who he is voting for as the obvious, I'm not saying he personally, but most, a majority of the players are voting for strongly as the top player, somebody that gets the most votes for the All-Star game, yet it's so important to him to win this game that he has to strategize and not pick him because he's not going to shoot the ball 100 times? I don't know. I just I, think I, there's a certain level I, of respect that if you know this guy's the the two-time reigning MVP, likely or or in the front-running seat to win it again, out of respect, maybe you draft the guy to show, especially when you know the narrative nationally is people dogging him and saying he doesn't deserve all this thing. No, I, that's all I'm saying. Is there something to that? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know, it would be like it would be like if you were drafting a team for like a three-point competition right and and then Jokic is in like and decided to leave KCP out and put Julius Randle in instead like let's say the all-star game instead of a a game like let's say they switch the format and instead of a game you're you're drafting like mini teams to do like uh three-point kind of like a dunk thing a skills challenge and you know what I mean if you're doing that you're not picking Nikola Jokic Connor Connor, you're not picking him 
I think you're on to something, dude. <laughs> I think this is how we should handle all of the All-Star festivities. Draft all of the teams for all the skills challenges for the dunk contest. Yeah. I like it. I kind of like where you're at. See, I, yeah, neither here nor there. I, I want them to do a 3v3. I said this last yes, show. Yes, I want them to do a 3v3 tournament. And um, I got to give credit to Ryan Blackburn, who I, I was listening to his podcast. He added an idea to it I think is great, is you draft... You do a draft with three v three, and then you do a cash prize at the end, so that they ha- are a little bit motivated to play. For, a lot of right? fun because I know in the NFL, the, the at least in the past, the Pro Bowl, the team that won got an additional bonus or something like that right. along with it. I don't know if there's anything in the NBA, but no, no. I think we nothing. can all agree that that game was. No, did you see? I um, watch it. Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander. Did you see this, Nick? After after no. you probably didn't. I, I know you didn't watch the All Star game. No, I think it's super boring. Yeah, for sorry. sure. I so. don't even think Mac McClung's <laughs> dunks were very good. I what? saw that. Yeah, sorry, man. Oh, so, come on. Whenever they jump over people, they always use the person's shoulders as they leverage. Do. They do. But that except that, for Aaron Gordon when he jumps over and uh, the mascot. He that, definitely. Eh, if I recall, eh. he definitely went. He pushed off with the ball. At least it, that's how it appears. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, man. I, I gotta say, Sorry that, to regardless bubble, of what yeah. you think of his dunks, he saved the the dunk contest because oh, the rest did? of the players, it was awful. It was terrible. Oh, and the it. fact is, is this guy barely even was eligible to be in it because he got added to a roster this week. Had he not been on a roster, he wouldn't have been able to play. So I ask you guys, should the NBA open up these skills competitions, the dunk contest, the three point contest, to people? Outside of the NBA, would you be more entertained seeing professional dunkers up yes. there doing a dunk contest? <laughs> no, yes. I would. I would definitely. You so you'd rather see the garbage that's in the NBA. You can, dunking? Yeah, because it's the NBA All Star Week. So like, I, I you can it, already see the pro dunkers without having to. Right, but watch I, it. I think it'd be cool if they. Uh, like, look, okay, these NBA basketball players, they don't like work on trick dunks their whole lives, right? N- not even that, but they don't even like. It's not on their mind, right? So what I think would be cool is you do kind of a team-based, like 2v2v2v2 whatever dunk contest where you have an NBA player and then you have a professional dunker that can, it, like, you know, almost, almost like a consultant, like, hey, let's do this. We could do this. And I, I think with the help of one professional dunker, we'd see better dunks. I don't know. Whatever. I don't really care, man. Like... Get us back to basketball. I just want to <laughs> see, but I just want to be entertained, right? You know, I, that that's the thing. I I actually enjoy watching those skills competitions until you get like you're watching the dunk contest, and it, I mean, pretty much aside from Mac McClung, they all sucked. They were all terrible dunks. They're getting fifties on these scores. That like what? In what capacity? In what way? Are any of these in the the one dude? I, I'm slipping on who it was. The name, but he did two elbow-in-the-hoop dunks. Like, yeah, we saw that you could do it once, and then he did it again, the next dunk, and still got 50s from people on, on, on the scores. It's just, it, it, it's ridiculous. I would so much rather see somebody go do a crazy dunk, you know? See some of these things that get you out of your seat and get you excited. I think you would actually tune into it then a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. The All-Star game is a joke, man. It's the it, Michael Malone said it's the worst NBA game play, ever played. He <laughs> said it's the worst basketball game I've ever coached. Do you think that's <laughs> part of why it seems like the Nuggets kind of get snubbed a little bit in, in this All-Star weekend stuff? I mean, KC, what do you mean? KCP left out of the, the three-point shooting. I mean, I'm sure he got invited. Uh, he didn't. He, he was did on not. social no, media pretty vocal about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Is that a big deal, too? It, he was pretty upset about it. Yeah, but is it a, is it like a huge? When you put here's the thing here, okay. here's where the NBA is yeah. failing. Okay, okay. Yeah. when you got KCP shooting forty five percent from three, that's third in the NBA. Okay, you know who made it in instead? Julius Randle, 
who's shooting under 34%, which ranks him 108th in the NBA. Yeah, so you you know the reasoning they gave Michael Malone? He was on he was on uh, Woj's, or Woj's podcast uh, just after the All-Star game, and he kind of said the reason, because he went to the NBA and was like, hey, what's going on here? Our guy, uh, KCP had been like campaigning for it too. It wasn't yes. just like he was just sitting there like, yeah, whatever. He was like, I want to be in the three-point competition. We're the best three-point shooting team in the NBA right now. You know, I think I should be in it. Uh, and MPJ wanted to be in it too. They both wanted to be in it. But they gave Michael Malone the reasoning is the volume. Because he's shooting, yes, he's shooting 45% on four threes a game. They prioritize those who are, who are shooting 36, 37% on like, 10, 11 threes a game. Oh, good. So then they could shoot 30% yeah. on around the horn. When I, they I, go just shooting. saying, that's that's the reasoning they gave Michael Malone. And yes, yeah. Nick, people people did not like this, all right? I know Nuggets Nation. The There's so, people that were pissed off. Social that. media is so wild. Well, it's just more to me about entertainment. <laughs> this whole weekend is about entertainment. Put the most entertaining people on the court. How many threes, Jared? If you had to go, if you had to shoot two threes, from each spot that they shoot on, not the four point, but the three point. How many could you make? How so much, we'll say how much practice one, am I allowed before you get one, two, three? What is it? Five spots? Two, three, four, yeah, five spots. Five, uh, so you would have ten, ten shots, two on each spot. How many could you make? I I could make uh, maybe three or four. I probably would make one. Hmm. I'm probably on an average. I'm making one. Very and good. then I'm, let's just put it this way: I'm going to airball about three times more than I'm going to. So you make. get to practice before how many? Could, yeah, no, that's that's oh, that's really? with me practicing. That's oh. with. The I practice. was never. Yeah. Hey, I was okay. never a three point <laughs> shooter. Let alone even you get me at the top of the key, and I'm, I'm struggling there. It's, Connor, what do you think you got? Oh, uh, back in the day, I no, think no, right no. Uh, right now, currently, I, I'd be lucky to make one. Oh, yeah, I feel like I could make like four. I don't know. I haven't shot a basketball uh, in like ten years, so you. You look like you could be a shooter, but I'm going to take the under on four. I could definitely make four. Three and a half, over three and a half, easy. Yeah, Especially taking, if I got to shoot before. I'm taking the you under know? on that. They have a court in Highlands Ranch that you can like rent a court now, and they've got NBA threes, all this stuff. We could do it. We could. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I don't have... As long as we're only doing a three-point shooting contest, I do not have the ups and downs for a basketball game these days. Yeah. Yeah, not, not in it. Not in it. But, so, go ahead, Connor. No, I was just going to say, uh, if the Nuggets get the one seed, if they maintain and it looks i mean it looks pretty good right now if they maintain that spot in the one seed they will be the first uh one seed to not have two representatives in the all-star game since oh, yeah. since 2014 but uh, so it has happened before it has and it was the san antonio spurs who won a championship that year uh when they had Kawhi leonard right before his all-star nod perfect you okay know, but, but aging I, tim duncan aging manu i've heard that narrative brought up quite a few times about the oh no no team is you know almost no team wins championships when when you have only one all-star but would you honestly say and i think aaron gordon's the guy that would probably be that guy unless you think there's somebody else that that would have been deserving but do would you honestly think he should have been on that roster do you think he deserved oh, it? i do yeah I, I think so i mean you got jaron jackson jr who's He's a nice player. He's a good player, but I think you could easily interchange him with with Aaron Gordon, and I don't think it would have really, I, you know what I mean? Like uh, Jackson's, he's a good player, but he's not like 
he's kind of like uh, Aaron Gordon, whereas he's like an elite role player type of guy. He plays really good defense. He plays better defense than yeah, Aaron Gordon. Yeah, because I honestly but. wasn't overly upset to see Aaron Gordon not in him. I, I get it. You could make the argument, but I don't think it was an well, obvious at least, snub. You could have at least put in you could have put in somebody from the Nuggets in. You, you yeah. should have two players, I really believe. But going back, and also to Aaron kinda, Gordon would be so much fun in the All Star game. Yes, he would be a good All Star game player. This is what we Entertain want. us, baby. Uh, but just kind of going full circle on this, right? You got Mike Michael Malone pretty vocal about how much he dislikes the All Star game. You got Nikola Jokic pretty vocal how much he doesn't care about it. He does it. He knows he's not built for it, and he doesn't care because he thinks it's garbage basketball. This type of vocal discussions coming out of Denver. Do you think that is creates a bias against them within the All-Star game stuff? No. Is there a re- is that a reason no. why where hey, nobody's taking this series, they don't want to be a part of it so they don't No, everyone by and large agrees with it. Like even the national media, they're actually using Michael Malone's quote as like a jumping off point to agree with him and say this is awful and something needs to be done. So no. No, I really don't. I think if anything, Jokic being like a little bit of like a I don't know. I don't want to say like an outsider, but he clearly isn't like uh, one of the guys. He's not in the you know clip. what I mean? Like he's not. He goes to the All Star game and he was hanging out with Luka Doncic. I mean that's what he does. He goes to the All Star game. He hangs out with Luka. He kind of talks to everyone else and you know gets out of there. He's. I think he's not that traditional. He's clearly not the traditional superstar. And I and I just I think he's. I think he's a little bit outside that. You know. All right, I think we better move on or else we're going to lose Nick. He might just walk right out of the <laughs> studio here. It's so boring. It is so, the okay, All-Star okay. game is so boring. I just give me basketball again, yeah, baby. Yes, so we'll keep, we'll keep it on basketball. The dust is settled. Trade deadline is coming past. And I want to take a look at the future's odds, okay, both for the Western Conference and the NBA Championship. Let's start with the Western Conference. Coming out of the All-Star break here, the Nuggets find themselves with a second best odds at plus 390 behind the Phoenix Suns plus 235. Do you guys agree with those odds? Do you think that's fitting? Yeah, hey man, it's going to be interesting to see what this does to Phoenix. I'm a little concerned with their depth. Obviously, they have an amazing starting five right now, or at least four of them. Um, and, and just to be clear, think, this is an to win the Western Conference in the playoffs. Right, this is right. not being the number one seed coming uh, out I think, of the I think season. it's a bit of an overreaction, to be honest. I don't think Phoenix should be that short of odds. We don't know what's going to happen with them right now. They're, they're not even healthy at this point. They, hey, man, don't underrate how long it can take to integrate new pieces, big new pieces to a team. KD is going to change the entire way they play, and uh, they're almost through the season. So I, I think so, and and I think the Nuggets have just been, just been really, really good this year. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. In the last forty-one games for the Denver Nuggets, they have the best record in the NBA, thirty and eleven. They are first in net rating. They are first in offensive rating. They are eighth in defensive rating, first in true shooting percentage, first in in effective field goal percentage, and second in assist percentage. Those are some fantastic numbers, and I got to give a a shout-out to Swipe Cam, who posted that on his Twitter, so that's where I got that from. But uh, essentially, last 41 games, which is a big sample size. That's a a half a season. The the Nuggets, you could argue, have fringe top 10 defense and the best offense. I mean, 
That is a recipe for winning playoff series. And I absolutely believe that the Nuggets should still be ahead of the, of the Phoenix Suns. I like Phoenix, but I, I do. Yeah, I think that's a little... Are you taking them at plus 390? You like that number? Plus 390, you going to throw some... Even if it's a pizza money bet on it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I made a bet earlier in the year, so I think I got them at like plus 800, something okay, like that, okay. um, which is now their odds to, to win, win the, the finals. West or to win... Uh, okay, so to win the West. Yeah, you got and now that's their odds to win the finals. Yes, so. yes, yes. And we can move on to that. To win the championship, the Nuggets find themselves in fourth, the fourth best odds. They're plus 750. So you, you, you think you like... Would you still make that bet at plus 750 to win the championship? Or is that starting to get a little bit... Uh, low on your odds there well i don't know i don't know i mean i think when you look at the market for for championship odds i think it's pretty tough to say that any of them are accurate like they should all be farther odds than they are you know i mean they got to make their money somehow jared right that's just right um i i you know i like the nuggets chances this year though i do i mean i think that they have the pieces and it's going to be tough. The Western Conference has some teams that definitely can, uh, you know, make it interesting in, in a series, but I do. I, I really do think that the Nuggets are better. I think that they're on a tier of their own in the West, and so it'll it'll just come down to the East, and I think home court advantage is going to be a big thing. Can the Nuggets get the number one seed not only in the West, but the NBA? And that's how I was just going to ask. So it's whoever goes in with the best record into the playoffs gets the, the home court is that right that, that's correct yeah okay. and so i think that that's actually pretty big for this nuggets team uh they are what 27 and 4 i believe at home this year they've only lost one game at home when nikola Jokic plays the other games were when nikola Jokic wasn't playing they're pretty much as close to unbeatable as you get at home i think that's a big deal so i do think it's gonna be big for the nuggets to get that one seed and i also think it's gonna be a big deal for them to not have a bunch of long series like, if the Nuggets are going seven games, seven... The Nuggets have never won a playoff series in less than six games. Yeah, in the... I'm sorry, in this Jokic era, right? Since, since this, this started, they have not won a playoff series in less than six, six games. And if you're going to do that and go six, seven games, six, seven games, six, seven games, and then you're waiting... You know, you have the Celtics waiting there for you. I, I, I don't think that's a good recipe for the Nuggets either, so... We'll see. I do think that they have a good chance this year. And uh, to your question, I I do like those odds. I I'm a homer. I think, but I think they're good. I think I think this is it, man. I really do. I said it before the season. I've never been more excited for the Nuggets, and I got. I really do. Yeah, I feel like we're all definitely in a spot of fully back to being ready to be hurt. You yeah. know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, I'm so, ready. Oh, yeah, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> we have reset the cycle here, man. Oh, man. We're ready for it. We're ready for yeah, it. Yeah, it's interesting. I think uh, if you look at it, the difference between the three seed and the 12 seed in the Western Conference is four games. So it'll be interesting to see after the nine. I think it's nine days they get off. Who comes back and they're back on Thursday. Yeah. Who comes back? Who gets the uh, who gets hot? The Phoenix doesn't really make me too nervous. I'll, I'll be curious to see how they shake out. I said it la- uh, last week. The team that scares me the most is Golden State. So yeah, and you the know, Western I've Conference. Say, I've been saying that too. Do you still feel that way? Yeah, I'll feel that way until they're Have out. You yeah. guys yeah. looked at the odds for winning a championship. Like since the All Star game, uh, take, take a stab at where you think the plus twelve hundred State Warriors are uh, higher over that. Uh, so they they have I don't know plus fifteen hundred yeah it's plus seventeen hundred mm. I I gotta tell you I'm gonna go throw ten bucks on that man I, you get those kind of long shot odds like that for a team that 
it, it, when healthy, when all together, I mean, that's a, a scary, dangerous team. You know they're going to make the playoffs. We're, I think we could all agree that they're going to make the playoffs. And that's a matchup you just don't want to see. And all of a sudden, they win a series or two. Well, it's and very, I, man, it's scary. You see... I've uh, I've always been I've been with Nick this whole year that like even though they're way down in the standings I still don't want to play them <laughs> like they still scare me more. Um, I'm actually kind of coming around to the to the belief that I actually don't think that they can they don't really got the firepower to beat the Nuggets this uh, year. I, I, I legitimately and it's very I, I, I would legitimately rather play anybody else. Granted, you could talk about the Clippers, you could talk about Phoenix, you can talk about New Orleans has been playing okay, so. I don't really know. I, it, it's kind of interesting because as a Nuggets fan, you feel like you're always stuck having to have a team to go through, and it feels like the Nuggets are the team this year that you actually have to go through. So weird position as a Nuggets fan to be to be certain, but I'll definitely be paying 35 40 whatever you said at the beginning of the show to go catch these games. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, not as it goes down the playoff stretch. I can uh, tell yeah, you that I'll be right playing. now. It's going to play. skyrocket, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather see like a uh, pretty much anyone else, but but you know what? It's very possible. The way things are looking right now, it is very, very possible that the Nuggets end up playing Golden State in the first round. And yeah, it's a. I mean, hey, you want to win a championship, you got to beat these teams. And I think it would actually be really good for the Nuggets in a weird way, right? If they win be, the series, <laughs> right? But but I, but I really think they do. I, I don't. I don't see Golden State having enough to beat the Nuggets right now. I just don't. I really don't. What Eastern Conference team scares you guys the most? Is, th- is it is it the Celtics? I think there's two teams that are obviously like it's obvious. It's Boston, Milwaukee. I think Philly's okay. Cleveland solid. Brooklyn again with the trades. We'll see how that shakes out. But I, I'd like to play Boston. You know, our buddy lives in Milwaukee. It'd be fun to go back and forth between those games for sure. But Boston seems like they're on the revenge tour. I would rather play if the Nuggets make the finals. I would rather face Boston or the 76ers than the Bucks. I really do. I mean, I think I think the Bucks, if they're healthy, I mean, they've really started hitting their stride before the All Star game, and they scare me the most. I think they have the best starting because in the playoffs, your depth doesn't matter as much. And I'm not saying the Celtics have a bad starting five; they they have a great starting five, but they have some really good players coming off the bench too, right? And I think that matters a little less in the playoffs. So I'm a little more concerned with playing a, a Bucks in a seven game series. Uh, this year uh, than the Celtics. Although I do think the Celtics will end up with the better record probably. So, Knowing how important it is, you mentioned the importance of getting that one seed. Do you expect to see Michael Malone playing these guys more, starting to push Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. more down the stretch, keeping them on the court? I, I, I'm not too worried about it. I think you c- kind of don't want to ruin a good thing. I think he's got the lineup set. He's got – there was an article today about it talking about how when you've got a superstar that's bought in, it makes things easier. So I I said at the beginning of the year, I think load management for Jokic, if it gets to where it's seven games, six games up with five to play and seven games, six games up in the West or in the number one overall seed. Well, good, good point. I think that's what he was asking. He's asking you if you think that Malone is going to be pushing for that one seed. If any, if anything, I think if he feels like the number one seed is locked up in the West, I think he'd be more inclined to have them play less and start to do the load management. So you don't have to do the Jamal Murray sit out three games with the sore right knee, sit out a game on a sore left knee. So I think some of the, I hate the load management stuff, but I, I definitely think this is obvious, but, the health is so important for the Nuggets. If they can just get to the playoffs healthy, there is no excuse, and you've just got to go for it. Yeah, I think he will, Jared. I think I think the number one overall seed is important to them. I think they understand how big home court advantage is. 
for this team. And you, you look, the last game before the All-Star break, Malone, you know, they always, uh, they always release like 30-second clips of Malone talking to the team after victories. And it was interesting. He actually said, we're not satisfied, obviously. We're going we're gonna to come out of the All-Star break, and we need to go for that number one seed in the NBA. That's what he said. So uh, I do think, I, I, th- I don't think he's going to go, he's not going to do anything stupid to get it. But if you're kind of there at the very end and you're within a game, I think I think there are a couple games could be decided that way where he will play guys where he wouldn't have otherwise. With all the the teams in the West, pretty much everyone around the Nuggets made big moves, uh, right? To to try to to try to surpass them, try to to get to that spot. D- does that give like an extra sense of motivation to Michael Malone to this Nuggets roster to basically prove something, right? To, like, do they have something to prove right now that they still are that best team, or is that is that just all noise that that the media is is building up to to you know? Is that something you just don't even worry about? Look, man, these teams had to go out and make these moves so that they could try to match up and beat the Nuggets. I mean, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, that's what happened this year. Teams are looking up saying, we're not going to have a chance to win the West. And I think we're just a couple pieces away from actually having a chance. So uh, this kind of happens every year, right? Very often you see that the number one seed not making these moves, right? It's, it's, It's always those three, four, five, six seed guys that are like... Ah, we just need a little extra to get up there. So, no, I think the Nuggets take it as a challenge. And, hey, man, let's not discount who the Nuggets added. I like who the Nuggets added. I think Thomas Bryant is going to be great. This is true. I shouldn't say they didn't make any moves. Uh, I mean, he's probably only a one-year player, but I think he's great having a backup center like that off the bench that could score. Uh, and, and I think Reggie Jackson is, is going to help this team, too. I, I actually really like these moves for the Nuggets. So I, and I, you're and you're a little hamstrung when you have three max guys on your team. You have to have yeah. guys that you're playing mid level exceptions. And not like only that. that, but I don't think you could really get the value in a trade for Porter or MPJ, even if you wanted to explore the possibility. I don't think you get the value that you think you have in them. We said this the off team, air so. last week, but you've been real light on your boy MP Bay yeah, this year. Yeah, MP Bay, he's been great, man. He's holding out. He's holding out so he can yeah, gash yeah. in the playoffs. No, we'll have. I'll have another conversation. He's been great this year, man. I'll have to bring it up another show when we have more time. But yeah. he has been fantastic. He has bought into his role, and he's he he is playing Jokic ball. MPJ's playing Jokic ball. Love it. Well, yeah, you'll love to see it. Uh, speaking of greatness, uh, I heard a rumor. I don't know. Uh, I have not researched this myself. I probably should have done that before I bring it up on a podcast. But I heard my boy, Will Barton's getting bought out of his contract. Correct. Yeah, you want him bad, I bet. Oh, let's go get him. Gross. I'm just kidding. Really? <laughs> mm. Nah. Can you, mean, you imagine? <laughs> How no, sh- funny would that be? That ship has sailed. He's <laughs> everyone, be, everyone be so sad. Well, half of half of Nuggets fans would be so sad. Sad. I'd be bummed. Well, there's just no room for him. There's there's that no right. there's no room. You would have to sit. You would have to essentially. He would be. T- he'd be here and sitting on the bench because he's not taking Bruce Brown's minutes. He's not doing. Should we that. bring him he's here just taking, so we can bench his ass? <laughs> he, he's not going to take Reggie Jackson's minutes. He's not going to take Christian Brown's minutes. He might take Reggie Jackson's minutes. Nah, let's not do that. Nah, yeah, let's, let's not. Let's not, not have this there. conversation. Let's not go. There. But yeah, let's not do this. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our Thrive Fantasy best bets of the week. Thrive Fantasy is, of course, the leader in daily fantasy sports betting when it comes to player props. It's one of the only formats you can find where you're betting daily fantasy sports for player props. You can get into competitions. You can do the you know build a ten man roster. But my favorite thing to do on there is the parlays. It gives you the best payout, the best options when you're there. 
you just got to go to the house props when you're on Thrive Fantasy. It's easy. You download the app, Thrive Fantasy. Make sure when you do that, use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D when you sign up. They'll match up to $100. Once you get signed up, you select that house props. Now you can put together a same-game parlay on player props, give you a better payout than you're ever going to find on any of the big sports books. Make sure you guys get on Thrive Fantasy, and you got to follow whatever Connor's picking because my man continues to kill it. He continues to kill it. Uh, Connor, you were so – you lacked – any confidence in your pick last week in the UFC. You didn't even know what you were picking when you did it. And somehow you managed to pick Alexander Hernandez under a half knockdowns. He did not get a knockdown in Let's this go. in this uh, match, in this fight. Fight? I guess that's what we'll call it, a fight. Yeah, fight. Uh, so you hit on yours. Uh, Jessica Andrade, I didn't realize she was like the headliner when I picked it. She lost. Uh, she she was uh, submitted, and uh, I hit on my bet because she was under her significant strikes. Uh, Nick, Jim Miller did not get a takedown. Tough. Did not get Ooh, a takedown. Tough. So, guy like Jim Nick. Miller just doesn't sound like a guy. Nick, that's you got to brush up on your UFC. Got to get on that. Got to get on that. So I, I always, usually before the show, we confirm that everyone's got a pick. I did not do that. Do you guys got a pick right, or do we need to hit the pause button? I got, I got for two me? of them. Oh, Connor, getting a little aggressive. I know, getting, getting saucy. All right, let's start with you buddy um and we we were free to just look oh, open whatever, format right? open okay. format right, whatever right. you want not a whole lot going on in sports this week so right, i figured so i'd let you go with whatever i got a couple uh thursday nba games i'm gonna go lower larry markkinen over 30 and a half total points plus rebounds over 30 and a half points plus rebounds Lori markkinen and i'm gonna go with my other one let's go marcus smart over 0.5 total steals Okay, you're both, going with both Thursday NBA. So, all right, so what you got, buddy? I'm gonna take our our old boy Nazim Kadri over. You know me, I like overs. Over a half goal at Arizona Wednesday. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go NBA as well. The NBA Thursday competition, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with an under. I don't I don't like these overs. You guys are getting all this overs. Like everyone's gonna be putting up all these numbers. I'm gonna go under for Miles Turner under three and a half blocks coming up on Thursday night. And again, make sure if you guys want to place any of these player prop bets, you do it with Thrive Fantasy. All you got to do is download the app, use our promo code RED, and you'll get a match up to $100. All right, guys, let's wrap up the show talking Broncos. Uh, Been a lot of criticism in the local media over the last couple weeks about the process. The the process, it seems like they're not really making a whole lot of progress towards offensive, defensive coordinators. Is that anything that concerns you guys that they're sort of dragging their feet in making these decisions? No. No, and, and it's not even just the Broncos. It seems kind of like the whole market for assistant coaches is going a little slower than I remember it going. I mean, you know, Vance Joseph uh, obviously interviewed here. Rex Ryan interviewed here. Vance Joseph, I think, still has interviews lined up this week. So I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not concerned. You want to get it right. Right, but you, you got to get it right. Is is there no concern? I mean, like you said, other teams are being patient as well. But at a certain point, these guys are going to take other jobs, and now you being patient costs you potentially on your top candidate. Yeah, uh, I would I would fully expect that they're going to go get the guy they want as quickly as possible. You know, I, I don't think this is going to drag out much longer. I think very we will probably even come next week and we'll know who the offensive and defensive coordinators are. Well. 
Yeah. Is there a point in time? Well, we'll have is there our, a point in time in your mind that you would get concerned if if we come this point that next week if we come to the first of of March and they still have not? Now the only way I'm getting concerned is if like three of these guys that we've interviewed all take jobs elsewhere, and then it's like oh clearly they just chose to go to a different team. You know what I mean? Um, that's what it would tell me, and, and then I'll get a little concerned. But whatever, man. I always I always tell you. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I just I just think that coaches are just so so overrated on their importance in the in the we NFL. Know. I, I just do. We know. I, they're important, but I just think people put way more effort into like scheme. What you know? scheme? That's right. Throw them no, out I mean, there. You just, your, gonna, just get them you out there. You your head coach. I mean, it's just gonna let, be less important. Just let like, offensively let them do whatever they want. Yes, in my mind, it does not matter who you hire as your offense coordinator. Sean Payton's calling the plays. Uh, it's gonna be his scheme, his his play designs, all of that. Uh, I have actually and not even heard any names, and maybe I'm just missing. Oh, you that didn't hear about on, the big one on who uh, for offensive coordinators? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because no, defensively, there yeah. are a couple of big names. But have you guys heard any offensive coordinators that are even being considered in? And maybe that's just an indication that somebody within the Sean Payton trees over the years is going to just kind of step up and be the pseudo offensive coordinator, even though it's really Sean. Payton. Is he for sure going to be calling the plays or what? I honestly am going on an assumption that he's always done that. So if I am wrong, then that's ignorance on my side. But I've always believed Sean Payton was the one calling the plays for the Saints. Mm, yeah, pro- yeah, that would. I mean, that would make sense. He he, he was. I mean, okay, I just so I was just wondering if he was going to here. Yeah, so. I've not heard specifically one way or the other on that. Uh, but you guys, you guys are in the same boat as me. We're not hearing anything offensive coordinator. So I mean, I've heard some names, but they don't mean anything to me. Right. Sure. So sure. <laughs> uh, okay. So two names that should mean something to you, and I'm not really sure where you guys are going to stand on it. The two names it seems like it's coming down to for the defensive coordinator is our boy Paxton's tall, Vance Joseph. Yeah, Paxton's tall. <laughs> or uh, long retired foot fetish Rex Ryan. <laughs> nice, nice foot job, Jerry. You, yeah, you guys remember that? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, that's uh, been forgotten. I had, I had forgotten <laughs> until just now. <laughs> Do you? Okay, so just overall, knowing it's coming down to those two guys, and 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 there is still some talk that maybe other guys will be getting considered and interviewed, but but publicly speaking, it sounds like those are the two guys. How do you feel about that? First of all, coming down to those two guys. And then while you're out on the discussion, tell me who you would like of the two. I like VJ. I, I know that Broncos country out there, a whole bunch of Broncos country probably hates me for saying that, but I like VJ, man. I really liked him when he was here. Now, I know it didn't work out, but in hindsight, like nobody worked out. <laughs> I mean, this was maybe not as talented of a team as people thought it was. Uh, and you know what? A lot of head coaches in their first go around don't work out. I thought VJ was a very likable guy. He he, for all of his criticism, it was never because of his defensive like schemes. It was never because he called the terrible defense. You know what I mean? Um, I like VJ. I, I think he would he'd be good coming back here. And uh, and Rex, I mean, how long has it been since Rex is a coach? I mean, seriously. Uh, let let me look that up real quick. I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm a little skeptical on that. I I I would rather have VJ to be honest. I. I I'm not for these guys that just haven't been coaches in Rex however Ryan long. has not coached in any capacity since 2016. So yeah. we're coming up on, what, seven, seven years? years yeah, I think that's a little bit long to be out of the game. Give me VJ. I'm down with that. Although, I've always said this. How awesome... Because you, you, know, you know how the NFL is experimenting with like different uh, broadcasts? Like They did the Nickelodeon yep. Slime. Yep. They've done the Manning cast. Right? They're doing these different ways of... How awesome would it be 
to have like HBO or some other like non cable network carry a few games where they can like cuss, they can do whatever they want. And Rex Ryan is the broadcaster for the I game. I would love that. God, I would, I would love it. Absolutely watch. <laughs> Give me like uncensored, don't mute anything coming off right, the field, nothing. you know, all right. so you can hear the coaches going off on guys on the sidelines. I think it'd be great, be but uh, neither here nor there. Give me VJ. Yeah, I don't know. I think the uh, I think the rep with VJ was that he was good with the players. No, that was his whole yes, thing. Yeah, is that he's yeah. really good with players. So it seems like more of a seems like more of a fit for culture purposes. But again, if he's going to be calling the plays, I know that uh, at least as it stood, I believe Vance Joseph ran a three four. I know they're both three four. Uh, guys, I, I know believe. Rex Ryan ran a three four. So you yeah. kind of know what you want. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't particularly remember Vance Joseph's defense being statistically awesome. They're not. And historically speaking, even when the Broncos brought him in as their head coach, when he was the the defensive coordinator for the Dolphins, it was a below average defense in many, many categories. He's been coaching for the Cardinals the last couple of years as the defensive coordinator. He did the Dolphins, too, after he got fired, right? Uh, no, it was the Dolphins before him. It, it was the Dolphins before. and then the, the Cardinals. Okay. I think he's been with the Cardinals since. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I guess you make the hire based off that. I, you just kind of don't know what you don't know. We're so far in the shithole in regards to where we're at as a franchise, aka the Broncos. We Broncos. Um, I don't like when people do that. I don't know why I yeah, just did that. It's just the Broncos. We. Yeah, yeah the we. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not part of the team. Anyways, um, <laughs> unless you guys wanted to pay us, then we would definitely <laughs> yeah. be a part of the yeah, team. We'll be part of the Broncos. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It just kind of seems like a little Fangio-ish when in regards to to bringing him back. Like, oh, what do you handle? Granted, he's a you little bit more. Can't give him a Fangio-ish. You're right, modifier. Fangio, you're right. Fangio had a better defense. Yeah, Fangio than Van, actually had coaches Vance good Joseph defenses. Right. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Everyone hated Fangio. The players could not stand the guy. Yeah. Like seriously, the so players. I, so, could not so stand to him. my point, that's why you would make the hire, I guess. So I, I, the Rex Ryan thing would be, if you're gonna hire Sean Payton and and do all this stuff for, to to buy in the the average fan and and get people going, I guess you make that higher so that all of a sudden the press conferences are a little better. I don't know. So I, I have more concerns about this than, than you guys sus. are. I'm not concerned about the length of it, whatever, all that. But the fact that it's coming down to these two guys, like this is it. This is the cream of the crop. And that around you and around we and, go. You know, like you just mentioned, Vance Joseph has truly never coached a top tier defense in his career he's very well respected very well liked i know he was very uh highly sought after as a position coach before becoming a coordinator um but it just seems kind of like a meh hire if you make that hire I, i don't see the broncos being a better defense as a result of Vance Joseph coming in and coaching them. So that's kind of where I'm a little hesitant there. Rex Ryan, to me, seems like a boom or bust thing. Like, he's either going to come in and this defense would be lights out, they would just be dynamic, or it will absolutely blow up in their face and he's going to take all the attention and bring all the energy to him and it's going to be an absolute <laughs> disaster. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly don't know what scares me more, but I don't like it, guys. I don't so like you're that You're irritated that it's come down to these two guys. Yes. Uh, give me a uh, no. What does that guy? mean? What does that mean? Name one other coordinator you would rather have. Give me an up and comer, somebody that is coming up, uh, uh, a la and a Jiro Evero, like last year, kind of comes. Out I would have rather had him for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know why we didn't. Keep uh, him, there I mean. seems like there was some bad blood going there. I, I don't know really? exactly. I mean, he 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 killed it last year, and then they allow him out of his contract he signs in less than 24 hours yeah, yeah. i mean everybody that was a bummer it. i mean honestly that's who i would have rather had yeah. something's going on behind the up. scenes that, that driven but i'm saying a guy like that an up-and-coming guy that you know can can 
you know, be that kind of player's coach as well. Uh, oftentimes you find that with the younger guys. I don't know. It just seems like we're bringing a couple of retreads. It's like, this is it. This is all you could bring in here. And I, I think if I had to take one or the other, I, I would lean Rex Ryan because at very least, you get he has bites. coached great <laughs> defenses throughout his career. I mean, he took Mark freaking Sanchez deep in the playoffs as a head coach for the Jets. Mm. You know, he always Fair had point. good defenses. I, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but in my mind, he's at least a guy that brings that pedigree to the table. Well, and yeah, you know, this is not a political show, so I, I, I could care less about the politics of it. But it's kind of like the in one aspect, it's kind of like the, the Donald Trump. At least it gives all of us stuff to react to and talk about. Right. Like, you know, you're going to get some sound bites out of this guy. If, if, you get if there's Rex one Ryan thing that here. this Broncos his team has <laughs> lacked over the last few years, it's any sort of excitement and drama. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. need it. maybe maybe if Rex Ryan comes, it'll take some of the attention off of the high knees on the plane. Uh, oh. Stuff like that, right? Oh, why oh. did you do that? Actually, no. I think you're on to something here. What That was the biggest issue last year with Broncos fans with Russell Wilson is him bringing all the attention to himself. Oh, that so was, that what has this yeah. new ownership group done? They bring in a guy in Sean Payton that's going right, to draw a lot of attention. Right. They're going to go bring in a guy in Rex Ryan. They're trying to make sure Broncos country can't focus on Russell Wilson. Oh. Look, I, man, don't how, I don't know how you possibly Lots can't Lots of shiny lights guy. around here. Oh, Lots of I'm things. Sick. Look, man, Russell Wilson <laughs> has... As good as he's been in his career, he, he has never been the guy that like is the epicenter leader, emotional leader. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it's always been the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch. Even like so these guys took the reins oh, more so than like, him. So you're, what you're saying is it might not have been Russ as to why I'm just saying this is Russ's first year where I know he is, it, it, like it's all on his shoulders like that was never like that with him and he's an aging quarterback I, I'm not sure if it's the best thing for him so I really do I, I, I was kind of kidding when I said that but I also think there's something to getting some of these coaches who they are the leaders of the team they are the ones who control the narratives and the and you, you know what I mean like you, no one's now gonna look at this isn't Russ's team anymore this is Sean Payton's team like I, that's how I see it. Did did the Saints ever do uh, hard knocks while Sean Payton was there? I don't, I, I, don't I don't believe so. I have never I know seen that, an episode. That, of that was knocks. my Good. favorite. <laughs> that, that was actually one of the only seasons I watched all the way through. Is the Rex Ryan Jets one? That was fantastic. The Cardinals one. I think they did. Oh God, who did it this year? I think the Cardinals either they do it during the season now, and I want to say the Cardinals had it during the season. That was all right. So I just bring it up because I'm trying to think in my head what a uh, a coaching meeting and, and these back and forth, if you have Rex Ryan in that personality alongside Sean Payton, who seems like, by all accounts, kind of a calm, cool guy and kind of, you know, just in control and not doesn't need to yell or get in your face. And Rex yeah. Ryan is the exact opposite of that. And, like, how do those two personalities mesh within that coaching room? I'd be curious. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like Rex Ryan's a pretty big personality to be an assistant, you know, it, it, it although, seems like although it if tough. you look at the the assistants, uh, and I'm just slipping on his name, the Bounty Gate, uh, Greg Deke, Williams, Greg Williams, and that was a big personality, and and he coached under uh, Sean Payton for years. So. Sure, I mean, if there's if there is a coach that can handle a big personality assistant, it's Sean Payton. I mean, so maybe that hey, maybe we're maybe it'll work. Then. We'll All see. Right. We'll see. Let's All see right. if by next time next week, by this time next week, if we have a 
a decision here. So uh, another aging quarterback that may be on the move, Aaron Rodgers. Say if you say Baker, I'll freaking lose oh, it, Jared. God, God, oh, God, no. God, no. Jared loves. Oh, Baker. I still never paid you guys. I'll do that. Yeah, as I know. As, I, as soon as we are finished, here. but I yeah. count on you guys to remind me once we're done here. I have sh- bad short-term memory. Okay? I mean, I've been counting on it. Like I don't know how I'm going to pay rent if you don't. So, so but w- before we leave the studio, before we leave the studio, I will pay you guys. Thank God, my Venmo's fat. Score. Uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> may be on the move. Uh, there's some discussion of him making his way into the AFC West going to the Raiders. If Aaron Rodgers should find himself a member of the Las Vegas Raiders, what, how would you rank the odds for the AFC West? I think we're all still putting Chiefs up top, right? We're not going to make that mistake this year. Yep, yep, yep. That I'm, okay. drafting, that I'm drafting Patrick Mahomes in every fantasy league as though that matters at one, all. One, Just one, all one. the time. It doesn't yes. matter. Please you're, tell us what we You're going 1-1 yeah, 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 with him? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Mm-hmm. First overall pick. We, we, my team. Yeah, we. good. We. Uh, okay, does that does that make them the second best? Does that make them the clear second best no. team in the West? Yes. Nope. Connor, nope. no. Yes. Absolutely not. They still got Josh McDaniels there. Right? As long as they have Josh McDaniels running the show, that is not going to be a successful team. I'm sorry. You're not going to get me to say a good thing about the Raiders. It's not, you're not tricking me, Jared. Oh, you can definitely trick me. No. Nope. Yeah, I definitely think that... I, I'm a believer in Justin Herbert. That's great. I am. You can say the same thing about Brandon Staley as the head coach going for it on fourth and six all the time as McDaniel. <laughs> you definitely good. Anyways, uh, with that said, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how good the Green Bay Packers are if Rodgers leaves because I don't personally view Matt LaFleur as a particularly special coach. I think uh, Rodgers... I think it'll be sick, and they'll have Devontae back. He's got a good run game. It's it's almost like a updated Green Bay team with a better defense. Yeah, I just am like getting so depressed right now at this potential happening. Uh, oh yeah. Anyways, I, Ch- Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, um, the Chargers practice squad, Russ, <laughs> uh, Broncos, Russ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that's that's where I was going. That like it's depressing to actually think about that reality that the Broncos could be clearly the worst team nope. in this division. Nope. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I mean, uh, Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Connor. Connor. Raiders aren't doing shit Connor. this year. Excuse me. I'm telling if, you. It's not if happening, If they have man. Aaron Rodgers, you're telling me that team nope. is worse than the Denver Broncos? Absolutely. They still have Josh McDaniels. So Yeah, until they fire him after week eight, and then they go on a yeah, run. Yeah, but when we, were blaming, uh, when we were blaming the Broncos for being bad... John, Josh, oh. McDaniels, Josh McDaniels took a playoff team and made them irrelevant. But coaching irrelevant. doesn't matter. No, Connor. but yeah, but it, yeah, coaching A doesn't matter. And B, they had some <laughs> they had some wild statistic where the year before when the Raiders made it, they were like nine and one in like one score games, and this year they were like one and nine. So you got to have some sort of regression. Uh, and I don't know how you can say the same with the Broncos. Also, that's what I I didn't want to say, but coaching doesn't matter to you, Connor. Coaching does not matter. It's you, overrated. It's overrated. So what you're saying is that uh, Russell Wilson is a better quarterback than, than Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. That's and what you're saying. our receiving core is better than one led That's by what Devontae he's saying, Adams. Yeah. No, that is not what I'm saying. That's what you really? just said. No. Really? What I'm saying is weird. there is a weird supernatural to watch curse on a that is on the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. No, but the coaches are relevant. Coaching doesn't matter unless it's Josh McDaniels. I actually hope <laughs> you're right because it, there is nothing that gives me more pleasure than watching no, Josh McDaniels. Nothing gives me more joy. It is so fun and so entertaining, especially you know? the way he just absolutely, you could tell the players hate him, that nobody wants to play for him, and he's just an absolute atrocity as a head coach. But it does not matter, and now we're going to leave the show today quite depressed because we just all realized that no matter what we do, nope, the Broncos, Broncos finishing above. Well, well not, to Con- not to Connor because according to Connor, 
Rogers is good. Rogers is worse than Russ. That's a good one. Rogers is worse than Russ. Sorry, I was putting the music on. Putting the music on. Rogers is worse than Russ, according to Carter. Did I say that? Well, I guess everything in the world doesn't matter because the Broncos are going to finish fourth in the AFC. Not to Connor. Not to Connor. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out on Twitter. Stupid take. At Red Rock Sports One. Make sure you check out all the other Woos Media podcasts as well. You just type in Woos, W O O Z E, into whatever player you're listening to now. You can find lots of good shows. Make sure you check us out every Tuesday. We record, we drop our shows on Wednesday. For Connor and Nick, I'm Jared. Talk to you next week. You really said that Russ is better than Rogers. I just want to make that very clear. It didn't happen. It happened. It didn't happen. It didn't happen.